0: Simmons, fly ball, shallow left, back is Cosma. he'll take it, he'll call it, oh it's going to drop! It falls, miscommunication, and the bases are loaded and Box can't believe it. They're calling it an infield fly rule. You cannot call that no, an infield fly rule. No way, deep He wasn't camped. Welcome into Enfield Fly, it is 1pm on Wednesday, September 4th, I'm Ben, joined as always by Mr. Blake Rochelle, this is episode 31, we are back, it was a rough Saturday for for us and for the Vols, and uh, Mm -hmm. we finally got a lot of, uh, we've been having a little bit of uh, audience not participating with our shows we've been trying to get you guys and now when we get a bunch of stuff wrong you guys all want to chime in so everyone wants us to eat crow today apparently Um, so i guess it just took a bunch of bad predictions for us to get you guys back (laughs) active with the show or something yeah but uh blake how you doing today man how you doing this wednesday any news you want to talk about before we get into it i mean it's
1: wednesday I'm pretty much over what happened Saturday. If you would have recorded with me on Monday, then I probably would be screaming, yelling, throwing stuff, waking Suzanne up. But I'm pretty chill right now, to be honest. I've kind of moved on. You've backed off the cliff a little bit. Well, well, right now. Now, if (laughs) they come out Saturday and look as lethargic as they did and unprepared as they did last week, I'm out. I'm done. Because, I mean, it only takes two weeks of that in a row. For me to see that this is a pattern. But, I'm good. I've cleaned myself of that game. It's over. It's one game. We got 11 more. And I feel like in about seven of them, we got a good shot to win. Even still. Yep. Anything else? Not ball related? No, I mean, the fantasy baseball playoffs, we both got upset.
0: Bounce. Yeah, Justin Berlanders. No hitter. Kind of did me in. Yeah, uh,
1: Julio Tehran, Freddie Freeman killed me on the last day. Mm.
0: Yeah. So. all right. Well, uh, I guess we're gonna we're gonna probably hold off on baseball again this week because we got balls to talk about and uh, NFL starts tomorrow night. Big game between the Bears and the Packers should be a fun one. So we're gonna hold off on baseball for probably another week. We'll probably get back into that next week if I had to guess. Um, but we mentioned it at the start of the the. Show, we got to talk about it a little bit. Vols horrible game Saturday against Georgia State came out flat, came out completely unprepared. We talked about it just before the start. It, I, I we both pretty much put the entirety of the blame on the coaching staff. They weren't ready to play. They completely overlooked Georgia State. They weren't prepared for option plays. They just looked. Flat, lethargic. There was no energy. It was just bad. I mean, the worst loss in the history of Tennessee football. Bad. Bad game. Um, I'm kind of like you. Like I'm, I'm kind of over it. I don't know how much we can we can really take from this game. Because uh, I, I, I want to say that they'll be more prepared for BYU. But... Until we actually see him play again, it's hard to make that make that call. Really, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends on what kind of energy they come out with Saturday. If this is a team that's pissed off that they lost the worst game in program history, I mean, they could throttle BYU. They definitely could. But like you said, it looks like they did not prepare for the option offense at all this off season. And it, look. It's Georgia State. You should be able to roll the ball out there and just beat them because of talent. Mm -hmm. But they did not respect defensively their opponent at all. I thought the offense had a couple good drives. Um, They had some long drives where they scored touchdowns. Now, the clock management at the end of the first half was was atrocious. Atrocious.
0: Terrible. Pruitt's
1: excuse there was that you can't let the other team get the ball back. Now, I don't know if he's talking about he don't want to take a risk and get a turnover or if he doesn't want to leave too much time. Uh, yeah. But if it's, it's the time thing, then, you know, you're a SEC school team. Yeah, like that, you
0: should be able to stop a Sun Belt. That shouldn't team. be – yeah, that shouldn't be an issue against a Sun Belt school who who's really getting, wasn't passing the ball. I mean, like, you know, it was the option play. That, that should never be a problem, but – yeah. Right, and there were
1: several plays um, when they would throw the ball towards the boundary, this would be Georgia State, where their players would come down just out of bounds, plays that SEC schools are going to make. Um, so they bailed you out quite a bit when they threw the ball. But just the routes that they took to defend the option, you have two guys committing to the quarterback, and then the running back would get the pitch and take off. Or opposite, you would defend the running back, and then the quarterback would take a one cut and juke Nigel Warrior out of his shoes and score a touchdown. Um, just zero preparation, and you know we—I said this before we started, but this is kind of like the Doctor Strange one in a million or whatever possibilities yeah. to happen. This is what happened. Yeah. Um. Like I said, linebackers were undisciplined. I thought Hank T played pretty solid. Now, he made some mistakes early on, but I thought he was the only linebacker out there that looked like he knew what he was doing.
0: Yeah, and that's going to happen with, you know, you expect
1: that. from. Yeah, I mean, he's a true freshman single caller. Yeah. Um, The D-line could not get lined up, right? One of the touchdowns that Georgia State scored was was because a defensive lineman came in late. That's coaching. Um, you can sit here and say that the yep. guy's got to know if he's yep. in or not, but it's the coaches telling him that. And the coach that are putting three down linemen mm-hmm. and two line, you're playing nickel on a, on a two tight set when they're running the ball, you know, three out of four times. Look, I'm not a football genius. I haven't played in a long time, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that, you know, you got five guys in the box and you got seven blockers. Tell me how that's going to work. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, and, and I know we're tired of hearing the the old, we're young and inexperienced and stuff, but this team, they are young. And in their first game, the coaching is just all, all that stuff's on coaching, man. It's all Well, good the entire game. defensive
1: line is new. Having
0: nobody on the field. Yeah, exactly.
1: Both of the linebackers that started did not play significant snaps or any at all last year. Or, yeah, we're even on and the Ignite. roster. Shannon Reed, yeah. look, does not need to play. Uh, <laughs> he did not show any aggression whatsoever. Uh, Nigel Warriors, the average safety at best, just not a whole lot of bright spots. Um, I know Pro Football Focus came out with their team grades or whatever. And Greg Emerson actually had the highest grade on the defense. He's another bright spot that I saw. Um, showed a lot of effort. A lot of people are happy with what Bennett done, um, Savon Bennett. Is that how you
0: say it? I don't know. Kavon. 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 With a K, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say the, the P.I. That, that Warrior got called on him was a bad call. But yeah, I missed that one. To, I didn't get to see that one. Yeah, it it was it was bad. He was making a play on the ball. But I've, I've always kind of thought Warrior is a linebacker in a safety's body. Like, he's just – Or kind of like that
1: uh, Kiona Neal, like safety drops down, you know, mm-hmm. and run. Coverage, yeah, not a great hybrid work. safety, yeah, um, but is a big run support guy, and that's yeah. why a lot of people thought putting him at the star in this game would be important. Because look, you can put your corners on an island with Georgia State's receivers and be fine, right. yeah, um, and then bring Warrior down, get him closer to the line of scrimmage. Probably would have been a good idea, but oh well. Oh well. Um, one thing on offense that really ticked me off was just the complete stowaway of ty chandler the guy scored a touchdown um looked really good running the ball on seven carries now i know he had two fumbles with the exception of the fumbles one. yeah right well they, i'm pretty sure they charged him with the fumble on the little throwout pass yeah are you kidding me after what happened last year on the first player of the game yeah How that? why would, would we prefer- call that on the first drive this year yeah i don't care who bad. you're playing that's just stupid yeah, that's bad But as far as the offense goes, like I said, I thought it was all right. Um, I didn't think we threw the ball downfield
0: enough. Again. Yeah. What's new, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just – to me, it's hard. Like, it was a bad – it was a bad game. Everybody knows that. It's just – we'll know more after this week, I feel like. And that's that's true for most teams, so. JG was awful.
1: Let's just yeah, be frank was, about it. The numbers lie. Bad, th- bad, bad. Threw for 300 yards. But that pick that he threw in the goal line was bad. Uh, right before half should have never uh, – Yeah, that should never happen. Yeah, he was well, bad. I know a big question mark uh, coming this game was to O-line. I thought initially the O-line was pretty solid. But it yeah. goes back to coaching – where you're moving guys. There was no –
0: yeah, exactly. There was no set, like, freaking 10 people played on the line. Yeah, just pick your five, the best five that you have.
1: You get paid millions of dollars to find talent and evaluate it and see who's better.
0: Yeah, and especially, like, I can understand – I can understand if they wanted to play, like, a bunch of guys Mm -hmm. um, in this game, but then once you realize that – the game is not going the way anybody in the world thought it was going to go. You have to get away from that and play your best guys and find a way to win. So it, it's right. almost like they went in with the mindset of, Hey, we're going to play all these guys and see what we got no matter what. And they never went yep. away from that. It's like they, they had never a went away plan, they, and they weren't. weren't. Yeah. And they did not. Yeah. They did not deviate from that at all. So I don't know.
1: But I thought our boys that we picked, Wanya Morris and uh, Darnell Wright, played pretty good. Uh, Wanya Morris at left guard is not a thing. Do not do that. He is a tackle. Put him at tackle. One of the sacks that happened was when Wanya Morris was at left guard. Yep. You kidding me? The guy played like 30-something snaps at left tackle and then played 11 at left guard. I mean, he's a true freshman. Obviously, he's going to have some issues playing two different positions in the same game. Uh, so, not in love with that. Yeah. Um, I thought what? the best position group was the receivers, Jawan Jennings. I mean.
0: Heck of a game.
1: I mean, just give him the ball. Yeah. He he does not get tackled easily. Yeah. No, he
0: does not. A few bright spots. Um, hopefully, we'll see more this week. You ready? Are you ready to move on? Are you ready to wash it away? BYU. I guess so. Some
1: Samaglia, yep. I thought was good. Had yeah. a ton of energy. Got some swag. Yeah. I'm trying mm-hmm. to just like point to telling. some high points <laughs> right now and trying to yeah. make myself feel better. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, but, we can talk about it this week. They got BYU coming into Tennessee. Um, BYU opened up with Utah. I did not get to watch that game. Um, But what I heard, what you've told me, is that BYU did not look very good. Um, Should be. I mean, you know, it's interesting that the line on this game hasn't moved since the start of the year, even after how bad Tennessee was. Uh, I want to say Tennessee's going to come out prepared, but I don't know. You, You watched the game that BYU played against Utah, I think, or at least some of it. Um, so what, what do we have to look for with, with BYU? Because I, I don't have any, any kind of insight on them.
1: Well, I think it's important to remember um, they're playing their biggest rival in week one. So yeah. you've got to think that they're going to come out prepared. They're going to come out, you know, with a lot of energy at home to win that game. So you probably would get a good litmus test of what they are um, in week one. Mm-hmm. and the first thing that really stuck out to me was their defense has a lot of problems tackling. Yeah. Um, the Moss kid, I think, from Utah, the running back, it seemed like he was breaking two tackles every carry. Um, so that would be something that Tennessee fans can look forward to. Yeah. Um. they uh, they got a really good tight end. I'm blanking on his name, I'm trying to pull up their roster now. Uh, I think it's like Talkman or something. Uh, but then their quarterback, uh, is, he's a sophomore. They were really high on him last year. Bushman? Is that their tight end? Tight ends, Bushman. Bushman, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah okay. But uh, their quarterback, Zach Wilson, he's a sophomore. Mm. The dude is – I'm not going to say mobile. Like he can take off and run, you know, 100 yards a game. But he can move around in the pocket. He can yeah. improvise. Kind
0: of like I'm a not Russell not calling Wilson. Patrick Mahomes, kinda like but a he kind of does it seems.
1: St- yeah, Russell Wilson maybe. But you know how Mahomes can scoot around in the pocket and throw yeah. it sidearm. He's obviously not that caliber, but that's kind of Correct. a similar play style that he style. has.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, so if pass rush isn't there, this <laughs> is going to be a problem because um, he can throw the ball 60 yards. He's got a really powerful arm. Uh, their offensive line is big and mm-hmm. veteran, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out on defense. Um, but as far as us offensively, we should be able to move the ball with pretty good ease. Yeah. Um, they've got a pretty decent safety. who's probably their best player on their team. Uh, Walaku or whatever. A lot of guys on this team. I cannot pronounce their name. Um, A lot of apostrophes and W-O-L-O's and K's all together. Yeah. I guess from like the California, Hawaii area maybe. Mm. Um, But, I mean, their coach is coaching for his job. Uh, Yeah. He's had a really rough couple years. I think he's 0-5 against Utah, which is a big thing for them. It's their big rival. Uh, This is a team that Tennessee should beat by double digits. Will it happen? I mean, that's – I don't know. Who even knows anymore? Who even right. knows? Right, and and people <laughs> are coming at us and attacking us unrightfully so for picking Tennessee to cover last week. Um, but if you had $100 on that game, you're betting on Tennessee to cover. I mean, it's yeah. just – what happened last week, and I truly believe this, it was just a fluke. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's me being a sunshine pumper, but I just – think that the team came out flat they weren't prepared and i think we're going to see this weekend uh, a team that is amped at home at night hopefully the fans show up and i think they will at least for this week um and give this team to get something loud about and give these fans something to cheer about
0: yeah so Uh, i agree with that i think that i think that they know exactly what they have to do now and that they, they were embarrassed last week at home and i think that they know that, and they are going to come out and, and wreck BYU. So just some of the stuff that I'm looking for for Tennessee um, Saturday to have success against BYU. Like you talked about the defense, there's no reason Ty Chandler shouldn't be running all over them. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to they need to feed him feed him the ball. Uh, he should be the focal point for Cheney. And then I don't think just looking at BYU's roster. Their linebackers are midgets, and their corners are also tiny. So they need to be throwing. We need to see something that we haven't seen from Tennessee, and that's throwing the freaking ball down the field to Jawan Jennings, to Josh Palmer, to Marquez Callaway. Could be an to yeah, that's the guy I was about to say. To Dom Anderson, who's been underused since he stepped on camp. Dude is a freaking monster. He's 6'4", 257, and there's no way those little midget linebackers for BYU should be able to cover him. So, feeding the rocks with Chandler and then throwing the ball downfield, not these little freaking swing passes that always get blown up or these little routes to Austin Pope that are one-yard routes when you need three yards for a first down. That drives me absolutely insane. Stop it. Stop it. Throw the ball down the field. Let our guys go up and get it. So, if they're going to be successful on offense Saturday, I think that's what they – that's some of the keys for me. And five people on the offensive line. Don't be rotating them out. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've got to utilize the weapon. disadvantages
1: yeah. that the other team has. Your speed, your size on offense. Uh, Jawan Jennings, I think after last week, is going to get a lot of looks this week. mm mm-hmm. Put up some good yards. Um, you got to win this game, though. You yep. have to win this game. Must win. Absolutely yeah, this must is, win. And I know you're more of a when it comes to stuff like this, but this is Pruitt coaching for his job. It just is. If you look at how the schedule shapes up, I'm not saying he's going to get fired midseason, but I just do not see a path to even like four wins if you lose this game. Because, you know, after this game you've got Chattanooga, can win that game, yeah. but then you're gonna run a gauntlet of, you know, five games where you're probably not gonna be favored in any of them, and mm-hmm. you're staring at one and six in the face, one and seven possibly. So, gotta win this game. Biggest game of Pruitt's coaching career so far, easily. Yeah. Especially after what happened last week, he's got to come out and show that. He's still got this team. He can get them prepared and keep them uh,
0: locked in for 60 minutes. Yeah. And I, I think – so, anything else on that game or you want to move on? say Yeah, before? no. I'm, All right. I mean, I, th- I think we'll, – when we can start with that game, BYU and Tennessee, I think we both feel like Tennessee is going to get the job done Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think everybody knows what's at stake now. We've talked about it. They have to wash that first game away. And I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to hopefully play better um, on all sides of the ball. And, and I think they're going to come out and beat BYU. I, I would bet the farm on Tennessee Saturday to, to beat BYU, I think. Ooh.
1: a little braver than I am. I don't know if I would bet the farm. Um, but I'm feeling pretty dang confident that they're going to come out and win this game by double digits. You know, I don't know what that means for the rest of the year. If uh, you know, that means that they're going to turn yeah. this thing around. But I do think they can win this game this weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows? Once they get the SEC play, what's going to happen? But we can only take it a week at a time here. So, uh, next game, uh, you you did this last week. You can do it again. You can go through the games again. All right. you got the lines and everything.
1: So, let's just kind of go. I just went by ESPN's order, and I think Tennessee was first because they're one of my favorite teams or whatever. Right, right, right. I think they're time-wise. So, Uh, West Virginia traveling to Missouri. Missouri coming off an absolute wild upset. That probably would have got a lot more talk if Tennessee wouldn't have lost to Georgia State. It was,
0: yeah, it was like the same kind of deal that happened Mm -hmm. with Tennessee, really. And they were on the – they were on the road at right. Wyoming. But, yeah, so a funny thing about that, like a bunch of the people that I follow on Twitter, obviously Missouri fans because I follow a lot of the Cardinals beat riders. And uh, one of them in particular was just really dogging Tennessee after the game. He's like, Tennessee is terrible at football. It's been known for a decade and all this. And then about four hours later, he was completely silent on Twitter after Missouri got beat by Wyoming justice served. Yeah. Yeah, but so uh, – What's the line West,
1: there? Uh, it's 14 Missouri, West Virginia with Austin Kendall, former Tennessee commit, former uh, Oklahoma quarterback, transferred this year, now the starting quarterback. West Virginia coming off a week one win over James Madison. Uh, Kelly Bryant threw for 400 yards last week, 48 oh, oh. attempts it looks like. Yeah. Um, I actually like Missouri to cover here. Uh, I, I think too. kind of the same idea as what I'm talking about with Tennessee. Yep. They just come out, you know, Barry Odom. Is he still their coach? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and he just disappointed with last weekend and kind of the whole deal with Tennessee. You know, they just come out and show that it was kind of a fluke. They weren't prepared. Yep. They didn't take it serious. And they come out and beat up on a West Virginia team that's. Probably a little bit
0: overrated. Yeah, they've lost. West Virginia's lost a lot. I I like Missouri to cover, too. Um, uh, That that second quarter, Wyoming scored 27 points, and Missouri's defense was god-awful. But uh, I think they're going to get it together and and kind of the same deal we talked about with Tennessee. Like you said, they'll come out, and I think they're going to cover and win by substantial margin against West Virginia. So
1: Uh, Then the next game, Charleston Southern. I had to look up this line on my bookie. Uh, Mm -hmm. going to South Carolina as 40-point underdogs. Uh, I hate picking games like this because once you get up by three, four touchdowns, you just really have no incentive to throttle the team, I guess. But that being said, South Carolina turning to a true freshman quarterback in Jake Helensky, who many people thought was probably going to take this job over at some point this season anyway. I think South Carolina covers. I think Helensky goes out and puts on a show against a very weak Charleston Southern team. And I think South Carolina has found their quarterback for the future. He was a four-star last year, like the 65th overall rated player in ESPN. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I like Helensky a lot. And I think he's going to show he's pretty solid this weekend. I like him to cover. What's the line? Uh, South Carolina by forty.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's. I don't. I don't think they're gonna beat them by forty, but I think they're gonna. They're gonna throttle them for sure. Um. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the new kids got. Uh. You know, South Carolina disappointed in week one too, losing to mm-hmm. North Carolina, who was just brutally awful last year. Um. Yeah. Mac Brown, Brown. first win of the season back at North Carolina. So, yeah, I don't think Carolina will cover. I don't think they're going to beat them by 40, but they're going to beat them bad enough. <laughs> so.
1: All right, moving on. The last yep. 11 a.m. game, probably the one I'm going to be watching on my way home from Atlanta, going to the Braves game Friday night. Mm, uh, but Vanderbilt traveling to Purdue. Purdue is a seven-point favorite. Uh, I'm actually surprised. I thought Vanderbilt did okay in the second half against Georgia. I know Georgia probably pulled way off the gas. Yeah, That game probably could have got a whole lot worse if it wanted it to. But, like I said, and I kind of caught some flack for this for saying, apparently someone thought I said Vanderbilt was the worst team in the SEC. I did not say that at all. I actually picked them to go 8-4 and four this year. Um, I love their talent on offense. I love Keyshawn Vaughn. If they can just figure the quarterback stuff out, I think they can win eight games. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Vanderbilt to win this one outright, not just cover the seven-point spread, but I think they're going to go to Purdue and beat Jeff Brom.
0: Yeah. I I actually think that – I actually think Vandy will win as well. Um, The secondary – Vandy's secondary against Georgia played really well, actually. It was the – the run defense that had trouble. Um, I'm trying to pull up that box
1: score real quick. Granted, Georgia doesn't have the best uh, of receivers. They didn't bring no, anybody they back don't. on receivers, I think. Let's see. And they lost Those. a guy, too, uh, for a few weeks. I can't remember his name.
0: Okay, so, see here. Yeah, I mean, from three for 156, 15 and 23 – um, but Swift carried it sixteen times for one forty so they gave up three hundred and twenty three rushing yards. <laughs> so that that was the, the big you know, the secondary was fine but the the run defense was so bad, but Purdue is not gonna have the same sort of offensive line that Georgia has. No. So I, I like I think I think Vandy when we talked about their skill position guys that can blow up, Kalaja Liscomb, Keyshawn Vaughn, um it all just hinges on the quarterback play for Vanderbilt, I think. Uh, but we'll see. I think I think I like Vandy to win. Probably maybe a high-scoring game, but I'm, I'm going to go with the doors.
1: All right, moving on to probably the second-best game in the SEC slate this week. Uh, yeah, certainly sure. was one of the best ones last year when these two teams met up. Jimbo Fisher and Keller, Kellen Mond traveling on to South Carolina. The 12th-ranked Aggies will be taking on those Tigers down at Clemson. Clemson, 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I think that's a little large. I'm, I like A&M to cover. I've said it all, all year. It's been a week. But I like A&M. I think they're really talented. And they're probably gonna be one of the best coach teams in the country. And they're gonna be prepared and they're gonna be level headed going into a hostile environment. Yeah, like I don't like A and M to win. I think Clemson's still gonna pull it out, but I do like A yeah. and M to uh, cover that game.
0: Yeah. So what was the what was the score last year when they played?
1: I believe it was like a four point game. Um, Texas A&M was driving to win the game and threw a pick or something like that. Yeah,
0: Mon threw for, like, f- over 400 yards. Yeah, I and mean, Last year was before Trevor Lawrence became Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I do not think that Clemson is going to beat them by 17. I think A&M will cover. But I see it ending in, like, more of like a 38-30 or 38-28, something like that. Um, Clemson beating them by ten or something. So yeah, I think I think the Aggies cover. I do like Kellen Mond. I think he's really good, and he's got a lot of talented skill position players around him. So, but going into into Clemson, that's a tough task.
1: Yeah. So last year, Kellen Mond threw a interception on a two point conversion to tie the game. Okay. And that was how it ended 28-26.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I think a little more offense this year. Maybe like a 38, 31 or something like that. So, yeah. it's gonna
1: be a good All one. Right. Southern Mississippi going to Mississippi State. Mississippi State seventeen-point favorites had a rough first half against Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, was it? It wasn't Lafayette. Yeah, it was just. It was they don't just call Louisiana. them Lafayette anymore. They just yeah, call just them Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Yeah. Uh, Colin yeah. Hill had a pretty good game. Uh, I'm trying to see the exact number. It looks like 197. Is that 27 carries for 197 yards? Uh, I thought Tommy Stevens looked pretty good at some point in time. Uh, He looked comfortable in that system. I know that. Uh He had been with Joe Moorhead the last four years, too, at Penn State. And then had been uh, in that same system last year at Penn State and then transferred down i don't really know much about southern mississippi no. so i'm gonna go ahead and take state to cover they're at home it's afternoon game i think the crowd will play a little bit of factor. yeah i'll take state to cover
0: cool. yeah i like that pick i have no idea what southern miss has but i know i think i said i uh, like mississippi state last week i think they're being a little bit underrated i know they lost fitzgerald i think that's why some people were kind of down on them but um Yeah, like you said, Tommy Stevens looked pretty good Saturday. I like State. More Cowbell.
1: More Cowbell. And then the throttling of the week comes on the SEC network. New Mexico State, just an awful program at football. Travels to Alabama. Alabama, 55-and-a-half point favorites. Good Lord. That might be the largest (laughs) line I've seen in my life. Um, But with that being said, I don't think they're going to score – 55 more points. I feel like this is going to be like a 38-0 game, 45-0 game. I don't think New Mexico State's going to get the ball past midfield. So, there's my strong bet, but I do think they'll cover, just because Alabama's going to quit scoring at about 50. Take the rest of the day off. So.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. There's no way Alabama beats them by 55. And it's not a like a slight on Alabama's program. It's just saving like mean, he's going to pull Tua after the first quarter probably. So
1: Yeah, I mean, Tua is, other than Trevor Lawrence, is the most important player on yep. uh, individual team. Yeah. Now that Jalen Hurts is gone. Yep. And, look, they probably got talented guys behind him, but not guys that have the experience that those two have. If Tua no, goes so. down – In a big game this year, it's going to be a lot harder for Alabama to pull off that game. So, it's important that they keep him upright and keep him healthy. And that can be done easily by not playing him a lot Saturday.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh, we got a line here that I don't have. So, we'll go ahead and skip to the next one. Yeah. Uh, Let's save LSU, Texas for our last pick. That'll be our game of the week. Yeah. Um, Two-lane going to Auburn. Auburn coming off a huge win Big over win. Oregon.
0: I think and we both picked Oregon, I'm fairly certain. Yes, yes we did. Yeah. so we can Pretty upset there. about
1: that. Already lost yeah. one of my playoff uh, picks. They're Probably yeah. not going to get in now, even if they went out. So it's disappointing. But <laughs> <laughs> good thing we didn't put money on that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Tulane, don't know anything about them. So, nope. I feel like Auburn's going to come out of home and want to put up some points, get Bo Nix more comfortable in this offense. So, yeah, I'd like Auburn to cover that 18-point spread.
0: Yeah, this will be – so, Auburn had to battle. Auburn had to battle to beat Oregon. It was a fun game. Uh, so, this will be their little homecoming where they can just have fun and dick around and beat the dog crap out of Tulane. Yeah, they're going to cover eighteen. I d- I did find the line for uh, Georgia and Murray 50. State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forty nine is what this one says, but yeah, yeah, it's, they'll cover uh,
1: that. I think I think Georgia's come out and cover that. Like I said, they don't have a lot of experience at receiver. I think they're going to try to get a lot of those guys involved, and that's going to cause for some long touchdowns and lots of them. I actually like them to cover that fifty point spread. Yeah uh what's the next one uh, the next one is oh, slaughter fest ut martin in florida and i cannot find the line for that one i'll find it let's see here i gotta imagine it's gonna be around 40 if i
0: had to guess odd shark now here it is point. No, that's oh, – what is it? 42 I'm and a half. getting
1: 42 and a half, yeah, 42 right and a half. for Florida. Yeah,
0: that's what I got to say, 42 and a half. I have
1: to think, same kind of idea here. Florida has been out for two weeks. Felipe oh, Fritz yeah. looked not great against Miami. I think Florida is going to come out, score about 30 points in the first half, be up big, put in Emory Jones in the second half and score about 40 more points (laughs) and just throttle UT Martin. Yeah. Uh, So I like them to cover that.
0: Don't know a thing about UT Martin, but they're going to get swamped in the swamp. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that brings us to the game of the week. Uh, I know game day is going to be in Ireland or in Austin for this game. LSU traveling to Texas. I love games like this in the season. I know it's, Got a lot on the line and whatnot, but big games like this are fun to watch. They're ones that you uh, you watch with the family. You make uh, you make it a special occasion to watch these games, these top ten yeah. matchups. Oh yeah, Texas coming off a beatdown of Law Tech, LSU throttling Georgia Southern. Joe Burrow looked really good against an awful team. We'll see what he can do against Texas. Uh, Another kind of thing that ties these two teams together, I don't know if you read that article by Dan Ellinger, um, but kind of the whole throwdown with uh, Tom Herman and how he got to Mm. Texas, and basically it was a bidding war between LSU and Texas. So that will be a kind of neat underlying story um, throughout this game. LSU is actually favored by six. Yeah, I saw that. I'm going to pick Texas to cover that. I don't know if they're going to win. Uh, but I think it's going to be closer than that. I'm leaning Texas is going to take this one because it's at home. I mm-hmm. like Ellinger. But, yeah, I mean, I'm leaning Texas right now. Definitely to cover, and I'm leaning them to win. So Okay.
0: So you're picking Texas to cover. You're not necessarily to win. Not, not
1: necessarily outright. I am, I do think okay. they're going to cover.
0: All right. Well, I, I mean, I – Said it last show that I think Texas is going to be in the playoffs. So I I think I have to pick them to win here. Yeah. Uh, Be smart. And and I think, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I I think they'll get it done at home. I think it's going to be a super good game. It's going to be a close game. um, And we'll really know what Joe Burrow is made of after this one. Um, I'm a little worried about Texas's backfield. I, I really like Ellinger, I think he's a great he is a, a great quarterback. Um, but right now he's like their best rushing option too. Keontae Ingram had 78 yards on 11 carries against Louisiana tech. And then Ellinger carried it eight times. Um, so I'm a little concerned about their running backs, but, um, yeah, I, I like Texas here. Like you said, it's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good weekend with that game and, and A&M Clemson. Um, This is a battle of, you know, if Texas does win this game, then um, it's going to solidify the Texas is back argument.
1: Yeah, and we've made an error here. Uh, There were two other games Uh this week that we totally missed because they were on a different slot. So we went with our game of the week. But we still got two more. (laughs) Eastern Michigan going to Kentucky. Kentucky. Look like they were about to get upset in the first half of their game yeah. against uh, Toledo. The line's about the same that it was last week for them. They're 14.5-point favorites at home. I'm not in love with Terry Wilson, man. I don't think he can throw the ball very well. They have a running back by committee. Um, they're missing Benny Snell. They're not gonna, obviously not going to get the same production that they got from him. Um, you know, Bowden – Junior, Lynn Bowden, Jr. is a pretty solid receiver, uh, number one. But I like Eastern Michigan to cover here. I just don't trust Kentucky to to cover this uh, line two weeks in a row. I don't know anything about Eastern Michigan. Yeah. They're 1-0. That's all I got uh, for you. Their running back was yeah. no, 22 carries neither. for 84 yards. That's all I got for you, folks. But I like them to cover because when your field is named after Kroger, I no longer like you.
0: <laughs> what is it, fourteen and a half? Yeah, I think Kentucky. I think Kentucky will cover. I think they'll be. We the finally differ. Finally,
1: okay. we've picked the same thing yeah, I know. every time. I think it's because I've been picking first, know, and you've just I been I picking know. what I pick. So I think that's what it
0: is. Probably, probably. Yeah. Probably so. Or we just... Or we're just both idiots like we were
1: last week and get every pick wrong.
0: Uh, Pretty much. Or it's just that every game is a freaking slaughter this week except for two. That's true. And maybe this third one. I'd say this next one is probably not going to be... I'll pick pick this one first and then we'll see who's copying. All right. Uh, Next game, Arkansas, Ole Miss. The line is Ole Miss, six and a half. Um... Uh, I like I like Hotty Toddy right here to win. I think um, I think they're going to beat Arkansas by more than six and a half points, so more than seven points. Um, it's going to be at home in the Grove. I don't think either of these teams are very good, but I like the Rebels. What say you?
1: Wow, really, cool. No, no, I like them too. <laughs> Um, I just don't love Chad Morris. I think he's got his quarterback and Ben yeah. Hicks, but I just do not like the rest of that team. Um I just Ole but Miss obviously uh, coming off a loss to Memphis. Th- I Either think Memphis is I think Memphis is probably the best team in the state right now. Uh as far as what's happened in week one. Talent wise, no. But putting it all together, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I'll miss the cover. They're at home. It's a night game. Place is going to be rowdy. SEC West opponent. So yeah, I like uh their quarterback. What that's Scott? This is it. Is it pronounced corral, corral, like Golden Corral, or is it pronounced like coral? Like I, I coral would say reef?
0: like I think it's corral. I think it's I'm corral. not going to trust yeah, your I think pronunciation. It's corral. This is the guy corral. who
1: said it was Cameron Basson. Cameron Baton. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's French. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's no longer a Titan either. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. There's Taewon what? Taylor. little tease going into our Titans preview. Big uh,
0: facts, which is what we're about to talk about after the break. You got something else you're about to say? No, no. About college? I hate right now. college football. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's That uh, was our college football segment. Hopefully the Vols turned around Saturday. If they don't, next week's podcast is not going to be a fun one at all, and we will just – I don't know. I don't know what will happen if they lose. If you're Hopefully not a fan of won.
1: the NFL, you can skip the next segment, but we can have go ahead questions and turn off. at yeah. the end that have to do with college. Yeah. So you can skip to that yeah. segment. And we'll have the time stamps.
0: Yeah. And we'll have the timestamps when this gets posted up, but we're we are going to talk about Titans in the NFL starting Thursday night. Um, so stick with us, and we will be right back. Back into infield fly, we have moved past our college football talk. We've gotten over the balls. it was bitter, but we're on to the NFL now because the Titans start Sunday. Kind of snuck up on me a little bit here. I was Um, thinking the exact same thing. (laughs)
1: Like Like, after Saturday,
0: preseason just started. Kind of.
1: It's just like I was so upset Saturday and Sunday and Monday. I kind of got over a little bit yesterday. And then I woke up this morning after working last night, and I was like, Hey, oh crap! The play <laughs> NFL starts Saturday.
0: Or Sunday. Yeah.
1: Or oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Really. Titans, yeah.
0: though. That's who I care about. Titans start Sunday. Um, so we're going to give a little Titans team preview. Uh, I don't think there's much news in the NFL other than Zeke getting signed to his extension. Yep. So he will be playing this year. Um, so everybody who picked know up Pollard... That trash now. yeah rip big rip um i do know that the eagles sent a trade to the chargers for melvin gordon that was jordan howard it was jordan howard and a flip of picks in the mid rounds i think oh, um, more and than the that. chargers yeah the chargers said no to that so i don't know if they're trying to rework something out there um billy hmm. in la but i can't Zeke imagine there's many suitors for him no, there's not. Only I think the Eagles have a lot of cap space. I think that's one of their reasons why they yeah. they went for it. But um, don't know Melvin Gordon's status is still in the air. But Zeke will be playing. Uh, but we're Titans fans on this show, so we're going to talk about the Titans. Um, actually, some news for the Titans: Ryan Suckup going on IR. Cairo Santos coming in, going to kick at least for the first nine weeks. Um, but that's not really you know kickers. Or, Kind of important, but not hugely important. Uh, so,
1: do they not, think he's going to return, or is this a uh, he's done? They with
0: us. well, they put him on the the IR where he can come back. So, okay. I guess so they feel maybe, like he's going to. It probably yeah.
1: depends on what Santos does. If Santos comes out and is
0: good, I, I can't imagine they're going to bring suck up back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, the biggest thing for the Titans this year, and everybody knows it, and we've all talked about it, is. Marcus Mariota's health and Marcus Mariota's play in his contract season—that's um, that's the key for this Titans team. It's always been the key for them is keeping him healthy because when he's healthy, they tend to have success. And when he's feeding the ball to Derrick Henry, they tend to have success. So they did bring in Ryan Tannehill as some insurance. Finally, have a decent backup quarterback because you know Mariota is probably going to miss at least one game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hopefully Tannehill will be – I mean, not hopefully he is an upgrade over Blaine Gabbert and Matt Castle and all the other trash backups they've had. Um, so, if – Charlie Mar- Whitehorse. Yeah. If and when Mariota goes down, Ryan Tannehill hopefully can step in and fill the void. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the Titans. I think they have – their schedule this year is is kind of tough, but they did manage to pull – most of the the tougher teams that they're playing are are coming to Nashville this year. Um, the Chiefs are coming to Nashville. The Saints are coming to Nashville. The Chargers are coming to Nashville. So that's that's three of their toughest games that they have. They get to play at home, which is always a plus. Um, even though in Nashville sometimes it can turn into
1: turns uh, into Vandy.
0: Yeah. But um, so, what are you looking for um, as far as the Titans go this year?
1: I mean, I think one of the biggest storylines of the NFL will be the two quarterbacks and Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota not having a contract worked out. Yep. Look, if a team believes in a guy being their guy or probably is their guy, they sign him. Yeah, we've talked about that. Look what Uh, Goff got yesterday. Yep.
0: Yeah, Um, We've talked about it on here. Good quarterbacks do not become free agents. Right. They just don't.
1: They still have leverage. They can always franchise tag him if he plays above average this year, but they're not quite ready to give him that $30 million or whatever. He can always sit out like a lot of guys do with the franchise tag and ask for a trade. Don't think that's his M.O. No, not at all. Uh, but, I mean, I think he's going to have to th- throw for several thousand yards and 20 touchdowns to get a contract. I think that's – that's the biggest storyline for this team. I'd say a close second would be, can Derrick Henry take that next step and be an mm-hmm. every down back, be a guy that can run for 1,200, 1,300 yards a year? Um, and then another great storyline, staying on the offense here, can this wide receiver court actually do something? Yeah. Um, the Titans have had talent at wide receiver before, but – seems like they've had a lot of divas or just not a whole lot of production out of them. Yep. I think this might be the most talented that they've been in many years. I think they have the best slot receiver that they've had in a decade probably. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be important for Mariota to open stuff up down the field when he can dump to Humphreys. And then obviously A.J. Brown. uh, We don't know what he's going to do production-wise, but we know the talent that he has.
0: Yeah, the skill set is there. Right. And we did forget to mention taiwan Taylor traded to Cleveland. So he's gone yes. out of the receiver room. AJ Brown, yeah. it's time to step into that role.
1: Yeah, and I think you're gonna hate on me here, but don't sleep on Tajay Sharp, man. I here we go. Uh I think before he got hurt last year, he was he had some production. Um you know, he's listed as the starter right now In the unofficial depth chart. Yeah, but we'll see how long that lasts.
0: I just i i hope i hope that he is productive. I just don't
1: think he's very good.
0: Look, I I mean, I hope I'm wrong.
1: Having good four good receivers is not a problem. No, it is is a great thing to have. Absolutely. So I think Davis is the clear number one here. Obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's going to have a thousand yard year.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the the biggest bright spot on this team is uh, you probably agree with me. The defense. Mm, Um, Oh
1: yeah. Secondary.
0: The secondary is, is very good. I mean this, this defense, if they can generate a consistent pass rush, which is what was lacking last year, which is why I was a little disappointed in the draft. They didn't get somebody that can contribute right away on the defensive Mm -hmm. line. Um, Because if they could generate a consistently good pass rush, I think that they have the potential to be a top five defense in this league this year. Um, So a lot of pressure. They brought in Cameron Wake, who has still been productive, but he's also a fossil. Um, A lot of the pressure is going to be on Harold Landry as another guy that needs to take that next step. And I was actually reading something on him this morning um, about the guys that he was in – in the off season watching tape on Von Miller and watching tape on Khalil Mack and watching tape on those guys that have been generational pass rushers. um, I I sure hope he's learned something because they're going to need him probably to register double digit sacks this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's going to be Uh, their main pass rusher. Yeah. Yeah. And as good as the secondary is, if there's no pass rush, it don't matter. You can only
0: cover guys for so long.
1: Right. And, you know, the Browns have some talented
0: receivers, oh, yeah. so... Oh, yeah, they're going to be tested. All the, all the flaws of this team are going to get a good test in week one because the the Browns have good receivers, in Landry and Beckham and Njoku at tight end, um, and Higgins is not a bad little three receiver. And,
1: and Taewon Taylor. And oh. Taewon
0: Taylor can't <laughs> catch a cold,
1: but... <laughs> Um, People are so worried about him telling the Browns Titans game plan and all this. Like, did they not realize that this happens all the time? Guys get cut from a team and they go to the team that they're playing the next week. It happens all the time. It's not that big a deal.
0: But, uh, and then the other thing that's going to be tested is the offensive line because the Browns and Miles Garrett are going to be bringing the heat on Marcus Mariota. They're going to be without, Taylor lawan for the first four games, so Dennis Kelly is going to be at left tackle. Um, so we're going to see we're going to see right off the bat how the defense can can uh, how the pass rush can help the secondary and if they can keep Mariota from laying on his back all game. We're gonna we're gonna find out real quick. Um, so I'm interested to watch that. Should be a good game, I think. I'll be it'll be interesting to see the new look Browns. Um, uh, one thing that. Was interesting to me is that Evans now has passed up Woodyard on the depth chart, so you're starting to inside yeah. backers are Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown. I really like that. Jayon Brown had a breakout season last year. He's a heck of a linebacker. Um, I think yeah, that's what they're yeah, expecting from Evans this year is yeah. kind of have that same breakout type year. I mean, if you have those two guys in the middle of your defense for the next seven years, then that's you're set up pretty nice, that's pretty solid. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean uh can Jarrell Casey come back and be the same guy after ACL injury? I think yeah. he will.
0: Yeah, he's, he's so a constant good, pro bowler. He's so good.
1: Uh yeah, it's going to be all about that pass rush and keeping Mario
0: to upright. Yeah. Hopefully he's, um I'd say another guy that needs a bounce back, Malcolm Butler. He needs a bounce back season.
1: Yeah, and he had some good games down the stretch last year. Yeah, he did. The Redskins game, uh the Jets game.
0: He had some pretty good games to close the the year. I know they're paying him a lot of money, but really, he doesn't have to do. I mean, he doesn't have to be a superstar as good as Mm -hmm. the rest of the secondary is. He can just. There's
1: a pretty rough preseason. We'll see where that where that goes. He's probably going to be the second outside guy. I would imagine Logan Ryan's going to be in the slot and the nickel a lot. we shall see. So, yeah, Adori uh,
0: needs to be taken off of punt returns. He doesn't need to be returning kicks anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. That
1: They've got Humphreys listed as the punt returner on the unofficial yeah. depth chart. Okay. But uh, I'm trying to pull up previous season schedule because I was listening to Midday, surprising, Ugh. the other day. My and Paul Kachorski actually made a really good point about season opening Games So, the Titans are playing the Browns, one -hmm. of the most hyped-up teams this offseason. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you and I went to the 2017 opener when the Raiders just came into town and really beat down on the Titans. Yeah. Took advantage of the secondary. Uh, But uh, he was talking about how the opening game seems to be over-exaggerated one way or the other. Mm Mm-hmm. So, looking back, I know I can remember a few years ago when the Titans beat the Vikings in week one, when the Vikings were supposed to be really good, and they ended up being really good in that season, and the Titans went on to have a horrible year. Yeah. I'm looking at – it's not showing me last year's schedule. But the Raiders lost to them pretty bad in 2017. Mm-hmm. and the Titans ended up making the playoffs and winning the playoff game that year. Right. Uh if you look at last year the Titans versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins probably one of the worst teams in football oh, last year. Yeah. And a lot of things contributed to that game last year. That, a lot of that game
0: stuff. was just that game was a nightmare.
1: But uh they lost that game and then went on to have a decent year. If you would have told me that the Titans would lose to the Dolphins and then not tell me what else happened the rest of the year, you're probably going to say they've had a pretty rough season and probably only yeah. won about four or five games, ended up winning nine. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't think we need to read too much into what happened Sunday, no, no, high or no, no. low. Um, they I come out and beat that. them by 20, and then lay an egg the next four weeks. So yeah.
0: The old – Saying, right, it's never as good as it seems, and it's never as bad as it seems, right? And it's kind of like the first week of college football. You just don't really know after one week what to take away. So, we'll see. Uh, Anything else, Titans, you want to talk? You want to talk about the AFC South a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, just kind of where do you think the Titans end up this year? You think they're the favorite for the division? Yeah. Or... Are they looking to rebuild, to try to go after a quarterback in the draft? What do you think? Yeah.
0: So outlook? If, you, if we'd have had this podcast a couple of weeks ago, then I, I think I would have said the Colts are the clear-cut favorites. Yeah, I
1: think most yeah. people would agree with that, yeah, with luck.
0: exactly. With Luck, and I think, I think Marlon Mack has developed into a nice three-down back, and then obviously T.Y. Hilton, and then the pair of tight ends that they have, and Doyle and Ebron. Very solid roster, and their defense last year took the next step too. And I'm blanking on the linebacker thing. Darius Leonard is an absolute monster, um, and they've just really done a good job at turning their roster around. And if they had done it four years ago, Andrew Luck would probably still be playing. But Jacoby Brissett takes over the reins there, and I still, like, maybe I don't, I don't know. I'm, i I kind of believe in Jacoby Brissett a little bit. What? I think that they will still have a decent season. They're obviously not going to be as good as they would have been with Andrew Luck, but I still think they'll be decent. Um, The Texans have made all kinds of moves, just overhauling their roster, traded for Kenny Stills, lost Lamar Miller uh, to ACL, traded for Carlos Hyde, traded. Um, got rid of Jadavion Clowney for peanuts in a trade that just made zero sense. Um, and then the Jaguars made it to the postseason with Blake Bortles two years ago. Everything falls apart last year. Bring in Nick Foles, um, who I think is a little bit overhyped after winning the Super Bowl, becoming a legend in Philly. I think he's a decent quarterback, but I don't think he's you know a franchise saver. I think this division has a lot of question marks in it. Um, that said, I think that you could win this division maybe with nine wins. Nine wins win this division this year. You think? You think nine wins could win it?
1: I think eight wins could win it. I think eight. I think oh. these teams are going to beat up on each other um, and win some games or lose some games that they're not really supposed to. Um, Titans obviously have a tough schedule. I don't know if I picked them as the favorite. I think they're going to be one or two. Yeah. Between them and the Texans. I think the Texans have made some moves offensively that are going to make them really good on offense. Now, defensively, I feel like they're going to take a step back. Um, But, yeah, I like the acquisition of Tunzel and Kenny Stills. Uh-huh. Kind of a sleeper in that trade. You yeah. gave up a lot to get them. But you have Kenny Stills and Will Fuller as your two and your three. And then you have that's... probably a top two receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That's, that's going to be nightmarish to cover. Now, the Titans have the talent to cover them. Yeah. Except for Hopkins. No one can cover Hopkins. Yeah, no. Uh, their running for game Mike is.
0: Julio Jones. Their, their running so, game so. is a little. It's questionable to me for sure. But when you have that good of, of receivers and, you know, if they can protect Deshaun Watson, he's proven he can play. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I like Houston to end up winning this division.
1: That's but what I'm, I would
0: lean. i kind of like you. I see I see Indy and Tennessee being right there at the two and three and then Jacksonville bringing up the rear. So. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I don't first see Jacksonville winning more than five games. Yeah. I think the Titans are probably going to finish somewhere around six wins to eight wins. Um, I think enough to keep uh Vrabel around. Oh, uh, yeah. And I don't want to jump the gun too soon because we haven't seen anybody play yet. Right. But I think keep Vrabel around and kind of restart on offense, to, so to speak, at the quarterback position without Mariota. So, that's just my very early preseason prediction of how the things are going to go. Now, we can be proved wrong. We saw that last week in our college football picks. I hope we're proved wrong. I hope the Titans go out and go 12-4 and 4 and get a first-round bye. I just don't see how that happens with this offense behind Mariota if he's not healthy. Sorry, I was looking at their
0: schedule. I was. I wondered to, if I lost yeah, you there for a second. No, I've been having some issues, so. I was looking at their schedule just now. Um. Yeah, I have them at. I've got them at seven and nine for the year. I hope that we're being cynical, um, and they, they prove us wrong, but. The past has not. I mean, they're point nine and seven for three straight years, right? So hopefully, you know, maybe they get to nine and seven again this year. But they got a tough schedule. I I said they do. They do pull some of those teams at home, but I just don't. I just don't foresee them beating the Chiefs or the Saints or the Chargers. That's just.
1: And then you've got like tough games on the road. Yeah, like
0: at Denver,
1: at at Denver, at at Carolina, Carolina. Yep. At Oakland, I think will be a tough game.
0: Oakland's offense is going to be good. I don't know much about their defense, but their offense will be pretty good. So I I think. I don't know. Maybe we're just beat down now because we're predicting losing seasons. But that's just that's just the way we're used to.
1: Even though the Titans are one of six teams since 2016 to have three consecutive winning seasons, and only one playoff berth to show for it.
0: Yep, for sure. Uh, Anything else, Titans? When you talk, or you want to go to league? What we kind of foresee for the rest of the NFL?
1: Uh, Yeah, we can just go league now. I think that's. Pretty much as far as preview goes for the Titans. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll obviously talk about each game as they happen in preview yeah. Yeah. a little bit. We kind of already talked about Cleveland and their yeah. matchups on offense and yeah. defensive line and stuff.
0: For sure, for sure. All right, so as far as the rest of the NFL goes, um, I think AFC a- AFC East is a given. The Patriots are repeating there. That division is awful. It's not good. The Dolphins may not win a game. The Bills are rebuilding. Um, I think the Jets might be a little better this year, but the Patriots are winning that division. Agreed. Yeah, I would agree. Most people would put money on it. Yeah, everyone, I think. Um, AFC North, that's a good division. That, That division is... Maybe top to bottom best in the AFC. Um, I'll put it right there with the AFC West probably. But I think it's going to be, you know, Cleveland retooled their roster. I don't know if it's going to be enough to knock off Pittsburgh. I think I still like the Steelers in the north um, and then probably Cleveland and Baltimore after that and the Bengals are terrible. Um, What say you about the AFC North?
1: That's probably how I would pick it to lay out. It'll be interesting to see how Big Ben does without A.B. Yeah. Um, kind of a do-everything receiver. We'll see if Juju can take that next step. Um, and if James Conner can be, be a workhorse full, back. Full workhorse back. Yeah. Um, obviously, losing two of your best playmakers is going to yeah. cause your offense to take a step back. Uh, but I think this defense is pretty good. I think T.J. Watts set for a breakout year.
0: Um, I like. Yeah, we'll um, I like the addition of Dante Moncrief to the Steelers' uh, wide receiver core. You know, he doesn't be just behind Juju and James Washington. I think might might take the next step this year too for them. Um, you know, with Big Ben slinging it, he kind of he almost makes wide receivers. He's one of those guys that's just so good. He can he can make receivers. And then I'll be I'll be interested to see if Lamar Jackson's play style can hold up over a full NFL season, because I don't know if it can. And there's and then uh, also Ooh. people want to see if if Baker's going to have the sophomore slump. Lots of good storylines in the AFC North this year. Um, I mean, we talked about the South, AFC West, top heavy to me. I think the Chiefs and the Chargers both playoff teams. I like the Chiefs to win that division. Chargers to get the wild card. Um, and then the Raiders I think are bad, and I think Denver is still in search of that quarterback. Um, and they plugged in Flacco this year, but I don't, I don't think he's the answer. Their defense is good, but offensively they just don't have enough to overtake the Chiefs and the Chargers.
1: Yeah. Couldn't say it better myself. I think Oakland's going to be better, improved. Yeah. Um, they got some playmakers on that defense now. I really love the Abram kid out of Mississippi State. I think he's a game changer. He's a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Obviously getting A, B, if they can get him to actually play, he'll be big for that offense. What Good a- running back coming in, Josh Jacobs. It's yeah. Just can Derek Carr be that quarterback? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. On to the NFC, which I kind of think the NFC is a little bit more balanced, a little bit better than the AFC. I think the AFC is pretty top-heavy. We've been seeing the same teams make the playoffs there for a while. Uh, NFC East, uh, I think it's going to be a good battle between the Cowboys and the Eagles, and I like like Dallas to win this division, especially now that Zeke's back. They're going to get a full 16 from Amari Cooper. Um, and then, and then, just feeding feeding Zeke. He's an absolute monster. Uh, Dak Prescott gonna try and show he's worth forty million dollars. Uh, Eagles um, got a new running back. I really like Miles Sanders. I think he's gonna be pretty good there. I think it will just be a matter of time before he overtakes Jordan Howard. Um, hopefully, everyone in Philly's hoping that Carson Wentz returns to his MVP form. I think they'll duke it out. I think one of them will get a wild card. Uh, I guess I, I think that'll be the Eagles because I think Dallas is going to take the division. What do you think about the NFC East? Dallas is
1: as talented as any team in the NFC. If you look yeah. at the people they have on defense, whether that's the Lawrence guy, uh, Dexter Lawrence, not Dexter.
0: Um, DeMar- is it? DeMarcus, DeMarcus Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
1: D. Lawrence. Uh, Vander Esch at linebacker. Uh, Byron Jones at corner They've got playmakers at each level on defense and offense That offensive line is the best in football Um, Yeah, they just got, of course, Zeke Signed a new deal, one of the best running backs Dak Prescott begging for money I think he's a pretty good quarterback for what they want to do Cooper, good receiver out there I just like Dallas, man. Uh, maybe it's the Cowboy uh, the cowboy mantra around them, but I think they're talented at every level, and I think they can do some things. Now, we'll see when they get in the playoffs, if they do, if they can take that next step. But as far as talent goes, you're not going to find a more talented team, probably
0: in the NFL. Yeah. Just really set up nicely. Um just set up a nicely constructed roster. All right. NFC North. Uh, you got the Bears coming off a solid season in Matt Nagy's first uh, year there. And then the Packers bringing in a new coach, Mr. Matt LaFleur. But To take over their uh, – take over head coaching duties there from Matt McCarthy. Um and the Vikings, you know, I, I was trying to think of something. I don't know. But, nah, buddy, they're but not going to they're they're factor in, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see them. I don't think they're winning the division, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them finish with a decent record. Um, I, like, I like the Packers to take the division again this year. Um, I do like Chicago to get uh, – I like Chicago to get a wild card, um, I think, we be seeing if Trubisky can take the next step under Nagy. But Packers, too much talent. Devontae Adams is a top-five receiver. Um, hopefully, LaFleur will utilize Aaron Jones a little more in the backfield, and Aaron Rodgers is just too good. Too good.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb here. You're not going to like it. I think the Bears are going to do it again, and here's why. I think they're going to take this division.
0: I I like that. I don't have a problem with that.
1: Is Aaron Rodgers the most underachieving, relative to talent, quarterback in the NFL today? Mm. Has one Super Bowl win
0: relative to talent? Yes. Prob- yes. Probably him or Rivers, yeah. Yeah. I would say that's and pretty I'm, accurate. I'm not and that's not I don't know that that's necessarily a slight on Rodgers. I don't think he's been surrounded by like, their defense has been god awful for years. Um but yeah, I mean I I, I, would, I don't think that's an
1: unfair assessment. He's obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. Whenever he decides to come out, I, I think, in my opinion, I think he. Is quarterbacks he on the tail I've end? seen. Is he quarterbacks defying? I've
0: seen. He's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen play the oh, game.
1: He can do things that no other quarterback has ever dreamed about doing. He's so he's so okay. So we I watched the uh, Rocket Man movie the other night. Yeah, and. You know, it's about Elton John, for those of you who don't know. And he can just hear a song and, and then play just it. play it. Yeah, That's kind of how a Rodgers is. He steps onto the football field. He sees the defense, and he already knows what to do. He already mm-hmm. knows what to call. I mean, you've seen it with his uh, fake snack count, getting guys to jump off sides all the time, uh, and just the numbers that he's put up. But as far as championships go – I think he's one of the most disappointing quarterbacks um in our generation just because you know, he's kind of the guy that if there was ever a quarterback that could completely carry a team, he would be the one. Yeah.
0: So that just, just shows you how, how tough it is. No, you're right.
1: right. It takes more than a quarterback, but at the same time if you don't have a quarterback, then you have nothing. Yep, very true. But, yeah, I like very the Bears. I think I, – I like the Packers. I think they've gotten better. I think Jimmy Graham has had a horrible, like, last three or four years. I yeah. think he's going to take a step forward. I don't think he's going to be who he was in New Orleans, but I think he is probably going to get about five or six touchdowns and several hundred yards receiving this year. I think it's a good fit for him. Yeah. Rodgers loves those athletic tight ends. Um. So yeah, – And – uh. Who's the running back that they have? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Yeah. Everybody's loving on him in fantasy this year. PPR
0: leagues especially. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. NFC South? uh, Saints. It's the Saints. Yeah. Bucks, we'll see. We'll see what Arians can do with Jameis Winston. Um, Falcons have been on the decline since they lost the Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. Panthers, uh, Cam Newton's good, Trisha McCaffrey's good. I just, I just don't. I see wouldn't it. sleep on the Panthers. I, I think they could be decent. Yeah, I think Adels they could sneak
1: up, in yeah. and get a wild card. I think that's possible. Okay. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think the Saints are probably going to win 13 games again, if I had to guess. Uh, but I like, I like the the Panthers. Their offense is pretty good, and hopefully Greg Olson can be come uh, back healthy this year. You know, the last yeah. two years he's had a foot issue. Uh, McCaffrey, obviously one of the most electric players in football. Cam yeah. Newton, the same when he's healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. And they uh, got a good uh, good receiver duo in DJ Moore. And I think Curtis Samuel, I think he's going to have a nice, solid season for him too. We've got some playmakers. And the defense
1: with Keekley. And then uh, yeah, Brian Burns, I think, is the guy they drafted on the outside mm-hmm. uh, as a pass rusher to replace Julius Peppers. Um, so – We'll see. Well, Keekly's so good, man. He, he's, he's so I, I think we talked about this on a previous podcast, but have you ever seen the little like Bluetooth headphone-looking thing he wears around his neck? Mm-mm. Look, look him up real quick on, on Google and just okay. see if you can see that. So I'll explain it while you're looking it up. Um, and if I've already explained this before on the podcast. Oh I don't well, remember
0: this. I don't remember uh, it.
1: So I was watching the All or Nothing series on Amazon, which is kind of like the hard knocks of Amazon, but it's better because it goes through like the season as the weeks go on. And, uh, obviously Luke keekley has had concussion issues in the past. Oh, um, I, see,
0: I see the thing on his neck now.
1: This is like an experimental, uh, thing to combat concussions. So what happens is, uh, at the front points of those, it pushes down on your jugular vein just a little bit. Um, and that's to help build up, I'm assuming blood. It's, it said fluid in the article that I read, I'm assuming it's blood to help, uh, build up blood in your head. Um, and what that does is it stabilizes the brain better. So that fluid builds up around the brain. Um, and for those of you who don't know, a concussion is when, you know, your brain gets knocked, you know, one, one way or the other. Um, and can hit your skull or whatever. Um, So so what that fluid does is stabilizes that brain a little bit better. So where you can take more hits to the brain without it causing damage. It's it's amazing, like the thought process that went into making this. Um, I really recommend people going and reading uh, some articles about it Uh, because I've had this long theory that a mouthpiece goes a long way to preventing a concussion. Cause you think about when you bite down, what is like the most, uh, flexion that you feel in your face? It's like right there on your temple. Mm-hmm. Um, you can try that right now just to feel it. So I've had this theory that, you know, wearing a mouthpiece can slightly, uh, reduce your concussion chances. And I have no evidence to back that up. It's just an idea in my head. Um, but something crazy interesting that I found on Keekly. Um, but, yeah, he needs to stay healthy because if we're talking quarterback of a defense, he's the most important quarterback of a defense in the NFL. Absolutely. Uh, just watching that all-or-nothing series and the, the preparation that he puts in week in and week out is mean, second to none.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's he's a very good player. Want to see him have a long career. So I like that. No, we haven't talked about that before. That's that's pretty interesting stuff. Um, last division, NFC West. Uh, Cardinals are terrible, but Kyler Murray be be fun to watch. Hopefully, it'll be a fun
1: season for him. I think. Yeah, they're going to be Kurt, bad. Young receiver, yeah. David Johnson, good back. Larry Fitzgerald, uh, veteran, Hall of Famer. Byron Murphy. Good uh, young corner. So they got a lot of options. I mean, they
0: got some stuff going on, Cliff Kingsbury, but just, I, I don't think they're going to be very good. No, they um, may only
1: win two games, but.
0: Niners, 49ers. I think to me, for San Francisco, it still remains to be seen if Garoppolo is actually a franchise quarterback or not. He I know he's shown the flashes, and you may disagree with me here, but I think it's still, the jury's still out on him. That's fair.
1: He hasn't played a ton of games. I'm a Garoppolo, I think yeah. he is. Um, but they may be the biggest. I'm not gonna say unknown, but hardest team to pick one way or the other in the yeah. entire NFL because you know they didn't even have Garoppolo at all last year. Yeah. Um, so if he comes out and is just awful. You know, I don't. Right. I don't think most people think he's going to be, you know, Hall of Fame caliber, or yeah. he's going to be just absolutely awful. It's I think most people think he's somewhere in between, mm-hmm. but he very well could be really great or really bad. Like it's just, it's just unknown. Yeah. Um. And he goes a lot to how
0: this team is going to succeed. Yeah. Um. I, I like the Rams in this division. I think Seattle pretty decent um, but I think they just don't have enough Russell Wilson just doesn't have enough help he's got one receiver and Tyler Lockett that's about the only guy he has to throw to mm-hmm. I think D- Chris Carson is solid guy. DK yeah. Metcalf DK Metcalf is he I feel like he's hurt or something he is yeah I think Carson's a decent back, but I just I just don't think Russell Wilson has enough help, and I think that the Rams roster is too well-constructed to lose the division. So, I like the Rams there. I think we're probably in agreement. Yep, Rams. Yep. All right, so way too early. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Oof. I did not even thought
1: about this. I put it down and never thought about it. All right, that's good. It's out the door for NFL segment. Out the door. Uh, I'm going with Chiefs and the AFC. I think okay. they've made enough moves on that defense, bringing in Tyron Matthew. I think Chris Jones is going to be pretty good this year. Um, Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. I think, He's good. I think if you play that game against the Patriots again – I think the Chiefs win that game at home. Yeah. Um, even if you played it the day ne- the day after, I mm-hmm. think the Patriots had a lucky a bunch of lucky bounces go their way, um, and I think the Chiefs are the better team. And I think if you played it today, the Chiefs would probably win. So I'm gonna take Chiefs in the AFC, the NFC. I'm on Cowboys. I think. Ooh. Yeah. I, like I said, I think they're the most talented. So it's hard for me to pick against them. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Zeke's happy now, got his money. <laughs> I think uh, Cooper's not far behind getting his money. I think Dak's probably going to come in last if he gets his. Um, they got a lot of playmakers. Left out Jalen Smith, another yeah. great linebacker that they have. What a good story yeah. that is. Um, but, yeah, I like the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Okay. So, if that came down right. to that, I'd – Probably take the Chiefs to win it all. Probably a very popular pick in the Chiefs. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, that's probably a normy pick. But I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like the the AFC, I feel like is a lot more chalk than the NFC is.
1: Yeah, I mean it's either Patriots or Chiefs. And if you're picking yeah. anyone other than that, you're trying to pick against the norm to look right in the end. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm go- I'm going Chiefs too. Um, I picked the Chargers last year. I think they're solid again, but I think the loss of Derwin is actually really going to hurt them pretty yeah. bad. And, and who knows what Elton Gordon is up to. Um, so I like, I like the chiefs. I, I kind of agree with you. I think that they would beat the Patriots more times than not in that game. Um, and then I, I think one thing that nobody's talked about, I feel like, I feel like no one's talked about it. Maybe they have, but new England, Historically, their offense hasn't been great without Gronkowski. In the past years, when he's been hurt, Brady has kind of had some problems when Gronk hasn't been on the field, and his retirement might affect them offensively. He's not stay retired. I don't know, man. He had yeah, a quote even,
1: yesterday. He said, "If Brady called me and asked me to come back and play, I'd do it." Well,
0: until that happens. He's retired in my look. That might happen.
1: And that kind of goes juxtaposed with what you said with their offense. If their offense looks bad, Brady may say, look, (laughs) we need Gronk. So, he may call him up
0: and be like, buddy,
1: we need you. For sure.
0: Definitely. Uh, But I'm going Chiefs and NFC. I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, I think Drew Brees, Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best – um, maybe they get a little vengeance after what happened to them last year in the postseason. Um, I like I like the Saints to return. I think they're I think their three player combo of Breeze, Camara, and uh, Michael Thomas probably the best in the league um, as far as that goes. But Chief Saints and I'm probably gonna I'm gonna go with the. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with the Saints to win it all. If I had that, if I had that matchup, I'm gonna go with the Saints. I like Sean Payton. I think he's a good coach. Drew Brees. I think their defense is better than Kansas City's. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would be a heck of a Super Bowl. That'd be a lot of points. Oh them,
1: man, you thought last year's had a lot of points? <laughs>
0: yeah. It'd be, it'd be oh, like yeah, that'd be be good. I like the Saints. That'd be fun. All right, anything else on the NFL? We'll see. We're probably wrong. We've been oh, wrong yeah. on everything else so far. So we are. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get back, we'll answer the questions that we finally got this week. Glad you guys actually sent us some stuff, and then we'll head out the door. So stick with us.
1: Welcome back into Infield Fly, my favorite part of the show, especially now that the balls suck and the NFL is not officially kicked off yet, out the door in questions. So we'll start with our questions, Ben. Already. Three questions come in today. Um, we'll start with the NFL question since that's what we just got done talking about. Uh, so this comes in from Scott. He says, with Houston beefing up their O-line with an elite player in Tunsil, is that enough to help quarterback Watson and Texans be favorite in the AFC South, or do you think it's the Titans? I think we kind of answered this a little bit already. I think we both like the Texans to to win that division if we had to pick a favorite. And I think, look, I don't know if matchup-wise against the Titans, it makes that big of a difference because the Titans have no pass rush. Yeah. Um, but against, you know, the Jaguars, yeah, it makes a big difference, mm-hmm. um, to keep Watson healthy. Because obviously, if he goes down against the Jaguars, he may not be in the Titans game. Right. Um, so I think it, I didn't love what they gave up to get him. I thought it was extremely pricey. Um, I, you know, the Dolphins wouldn't take, uh, Clowney for Tunsil straight up uh, because obviously Clowney wasn't going to play there. But if he would have, I think, you know, you throw in a third-round pick, I think that probably would have been a lot better price to pay. Um, But they're all in, um, and they don't have a GM right now. Bill O'Brien is calling the shots, and that's probably why all this stuff is going down because he knows he's got to win to stay where he's at. And I think the the handicap situation with their draft picks the next two years is gonna be it's gonna make it really hard for them to convince a GM who might be in a good spot right now to leave and be their GM. Yeah. So
0: I, th- I think we're in agreement there. Yeah, I, th- I like the Texans, and yeah, I mean they're all in. They're yeah, I mean, all I- in.
1: Last year, I picked the Texans to make the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Um, I Look, I'm a huge Titans fan. I want the Titans to succeed more than any other team. But I like what the Texans are doing yeah. uh, offensively. Got a bunch of stud receivers. Got a great quarterback. I won't say great. I'll say good. Good quarterback who I think can be great in Deshaun Watson. Um. The running back part is the question mm-hmm. um, with the loss of Lamar Miller and then bringing in Duke Johnson and uh, Carlos, Hyde. Carlos Hyde as well. Um, but John McClain seems to think that they want Carlos Hyde to be the, the every down back. They're not mm-hmm. in love with Duke Johnson. They really just brought him in for the, the passing game passing side. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. we'll see. All right. Time we will. will tell. All right. Uh, another question. This one's about the college football playoff outlook. Which game will have more of an impact on the playoff picture this year? Um, and it's this weekend: Texas A&M versus LSU, or Clemson versus A&M. So I'll let you Ooh. take this one first. All
0: right. Um, I I think that I think Texas LSU will have more of an impact. Um, if we're talking about potentially two SEC schools getting in, then I think – and could LSU be one of them? Then they have to win this game. Um, And I think the same goes for Texas. Uh, I I picked them to make the playoff. I picked them – I think they're going to win the Big 12. Now, Oklahoma looked pretty dang good the other night against Houston. Yes, they did. So did Jalen Hurts. So did Jalen Hurts. So I think if Texas is going to – if Texas is going to make it um, to the playoff – uh, this is a loss they cannot have if they potentially, you know, maybe they lose to Oklahoma later and then redeem themselves with a, a Big Twelve championship or something. I don't know what their divisions are over there, but they can't afford to lose to LSU. Is what they I'm don't have to divisions
1: say. in the Big Twelve.
0: Okay, well yeah. then there you go. They can't afford a loss to LSU. I think Clemson. The reason I, I think also that it's going to have more of an impact is because I think. I think Clemson A&M will be a good game. I think most people do. But I don't, I don't know how many people think A&M will actually go to Clemson and beat them. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going That's with fair. Texas LSU.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. Um, but just to play devil's advocate here, I'm okay. take the other route. If Clemson were to get upset this weekend, this is easily the biggest game in their schedule. If Clemson yeah. were to get upset this weekend, I – I don't see a game on their schedule or two games can, combined.
0: Where they can redeem themselves?
1: Yeah to, yeah, to kind of bring them back. They're, look, if they lose this game, I just don't – unless a lot of other things happen, I don't see them being a top-two team in the playoff.
0: Because the ACC is just not good. It's not no, I mean, good enough the, for that.
1: The, the best game that they will have will be the following week at Syracuse, which is a yeah. game they could very well lose. They almost did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, or was that two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Anyway, uh, so I think this loss to Clemson could be more damaging because um, I think Texas, if they do lose a close game here – they're still going to get to play Oklahoma twice more than likely because they're yeah. going to play them, uh, I think, in two weeks they play uh, at Oklahoma. And then in the Big 12 championship game is just the top two seeds play again. So they could theoretically beat Oklahoma twice. And if Oklahoma has a season that I think they showed that they could have uh, and Texas could beat them twice and their only be only loss be to LSU, I think they'd put up a pretty good argument to get in the playoff. Um now as far as LSU goes and A&M goes I think either of these teams could lose this game and still get in uh, because of the m- number one factor here they both play Alabama. Yeah. Um so and that's if these games are close. Now if Clemson comes out here and just throttles A&M that pretty much shoots their playoff hopes in the dark. Um same for LSU if they get throttled by Texas I think they're just about out of it. Mm. But if either one of them lose this game and then run the table, I think they still could get in. Yeah. Um, but I think as far as reputation goes, um, the, the team that has the most to lose here, I think, is Clemson. So I think that's yeah. how it affects it the most. For sure. So. For sure. All righty. All right. So our last question. Um, is it too early to say who the worst team in the SEC is?
0: Uh, y- yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Short um, answer.
1: I would, if we're just basing it off of week one, I mean, it's Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're
0: yeah. just going by week one alone, it's UT for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's but. Tennessee, and then
1: <laughs> even though Arkansas won, I feel like I'm still putting them at second to worst they They beat State. Portland State by seven. Yeah. an
0: FCS team. Yeah. I mean, we don't have much room to say anything as we lost to the, no, no the no. state. But
1: but I mean, we're being honest. We're putting Tennessee yeah. last. Like we're being exactly. completely honest, we're if being. If we were doing
0: our rankings after week 1. Tennessee, oh, Tennessee would be, would be 14. 14. Arkansas yeah. would be 13. Arkansas. Probably Ole Miss, Ole Miss 12. Missouri, Vandy. I don't
1: uh know South I Carolina,
0: South Carolina. South Carolina and
1: Vandy. So where are we at now? 9, 8. Kentucky.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Mississippi State.
1: I don't know. I think I might put Kentucky ahead of Mississippi State.
0: Okay. Mississippi State, Kentucky, Florida. Yeah. Auburn. That seems to be... A&M. and m or Auburn. Yeah, I would put uh, A&M over Auburn right now. Okay, so Auburn, A&M, and then lsu georgia bama yeah there you go you just got our week one we got it. power in. tennessee is in the cellar tennessee is 14th baby <sighs> all right you got out the door this week yeah got anything
1: yeah it's kind of lame uh we may have <laughs> done it before okay uh but uh, I've been trying to cut back on the Cokes and Dr. Peppers here a lot oh lately. So I've been trying to drink a lot of Gatorade. And I know that you're a huge Gatorade guy. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is easy for you. But uh, your top three Gatorade flavors go. Ooh, top three?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, number one is Glacier Cherry. Uh, that is God. the best. That's the flavor. worst
1: answer I think you could have possibly given, <laughs> other than like G two berry or nah, something. Nah, I don't. I don't mess with G two. Just straight they up. Get some good flavors, man. The blueberry pomegranate is pretty solid. Uh, okay, this raspberry lemonade. Answer.
0: This is my answer. Okay, okay.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> the Gatorade Frost Glacier Cherry. That's that's my number one. Um, and then I like. So, I do like. Uh, have you had the strawberry lemonade one? No. Okay, well, there's just a, a Gatorade strawberry lemonade one. I saw it at Publix, I think, is where I got it. Super good. Uh, so, that's number two. And number three is probably just, I think you just can't go wrong with the good classic uh, cool blue.
1: That's a good one. It's a good one. So, all right. All right. My favorite. Is a fierce flavor. It's a X, it used to be called X Factor flavor. Uh, it's a cross between fruit punch and berry. Mm. Okay. Goat. Number two. Mmm. I think I'm gonna go grape. I love the grape flavor. Okay. It's, it's, I like the grape. Drink that one a lot in college. And number three probably orange i feel like orange, orange is, is the, good. the one where I, like i'm drinking gatorade with like meals right now because yeah. i don't want to drink a lot of coke or whatever but if yeah. i'm like playing a sport or doing something grape is or not grape orange is like my go-to yeah 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 um, plus they sell it in the powder you know the big powder I, just, I feel
0: like when i think about gatorade orange is the first one that comes to mind
1: yeah it's, yeah it's a classic flavor it's very it good. is its um, some sleeper picks, like I said, G2 Raspberry Lemonade is clutch. I okay. just don't like the kind of side taste that it has where it's the aspartame flavor, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Blueberry Pomegranate, very good, very underrated. Uh, blue Cherry, new flavor out there. Um, you know when they added the Green Apple and the Blue Cherry, those two flavors mm-hmm. are really good. Actually drinking a Green Apple right now. Um, those are good uh, strawberry fierce that's my fourth i don't know how it didn't crack crack the top three strawberry is uh legendary so mm. 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 sorry uh, to our our sponsor body armor that we're talking okay. about
0: gatorade but yeah body uh, armor you're still the goat yeah you are less still sugar coconut water less, less calories yes Tastes only, better. I think it, it tastes better.
1: It tastes better. And if they yeah. would just sell it cheaper and in bigger yeah. containers. Like if you can yes. sell me a thirty-two ounce Gatorade bottle of body armor for a dollar mm-hmm. like Gatorade does, I'd be buying yeah. body armor. But and when I'm uh, paying a dollar and a quarter for a sixteen ounce, uh uh. Not any chief.
0: And the other thing with like Gatorade, I can just pick up like a six a six pack thing of Gatorade, yep. like all orange and be fine with that. But I don't like picking up a six thing of orange mango body armor. I don't know why I just don't I don't like like having all six of the same yep. body armor. I like to mix it up. So all right. Anything else before we get out of here?
1: I think that's it. We're inching ever closer right. to fall. Weather's starting to take a little bit of a turn, I think. Gonna get cooler. Oh. So
0: I know one thing we didn't do that we said we were gonna do is our NFL picks. Oh, yes. Let's Um, get on that. Crowd time games. We can do that real quick. Yep. Um, I know Thursday night is Bears-Packers, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, We go in like lines. We got lines for these games. Yeah, I'm working on it. Talk about it for like two seconds and I'll get it pulled up. Bears-Packers is Thursday night. Uh, Sunday night, I think, is Steelers. Steelers Patriots, Patriots, and then Monday is Houston Saints and Denver Oakland. So every week we're going to pick the primetime games. We're not going to pick every NFL game like we do for college. We're just going to pick the the primetime games for the NFL.
1: So, so quick note: NFL's one hundredth season uh, starting tomorrow night. What better way to start it than Packers versus Bears? Mm, two I'm of excited. Legendary teams in the NFL. Uh, so, the Packers are traveling to Chicago. Um, the Bears looking to, you know, kind of put some naysayers to bed. Three-point mm-hmm. favorites at home to the Packers. So, basically, I mean, there's not really a huge home field advantage in the NFL. Yeah. Um. So, it's almost a pick em, I guess, but the Bears yeah. are a three-point favorite. I'm going to go ahead and say that I, I like the Bears to win this one. Um, I think they'll cover, and I think they'll win it.
0: Okay. I also, here we go again. Oh, I also like I like the Bears, too. Uh, I mean, I just opened it up at home. Khalil Max, a monster. He said he was ready to effing hit somebody today. <laughs> Got me hyped up. Uh, I think it might take a week or two before. I, I already said I think both of these teams are playoff themes, so I don't think this loss is going to sink Green Bay. Mm-mm. I think it might take a, a, a week or two or three to get Rodgers and the floor on the same page. So, I'm going with the Bears. All right, that leads us to our Sunday
1: night game: Steelers traveling to New England, one of the probably the few true rivalries, I think. Yeah. Uh, in in the NFL, Steelers are five and a half point dogs on the road. Um. I think people are kind of sleeping on the Steelers this year, and myself included, I guess, because of the losses that they have on offense. Um, But I think this defense is going to take a step forward. I think Big Ben's going to show this year why he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I still like the Patriots to win, but I think it's going to be a field goal game. I think the Steelers will cover, but I like the Patriots.
0: Stop copying me. (laughs) (laughs) I was just sitting here thinking I was going to say, Pats win by a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. I'll say Steelers win by a field goal. Taking we'll them out, right? Up. Yep. Steelers by a field goal in New England. Why not? Let's make it, let's get weird. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Uh, <laughs> What's
0: next? Houston and the Saints. What's the line? Houston and the Saints.
1: Texans are seven point dogs on the road here. I'm probably going to pick something that you're not. I'm going to go okay. off on a limb here. I like the Texans to come in week one. Like we said, week one, not a huge deal in the NFL. Not usually a good test of how the rest of the season is going to go. But I like the Texans to go into New Orleans on Monday night and upset the Saints
0: outright. Yep, I'm not saying that. We're disagreeing. Saints, right. Saints are winning. Uh, I think they'll win by more than seven. I think they'll win by about ten. Um, I think uh, Collins is going to get. Wait, who'd they trade for? Not Collins. Tunsil. Uh, Tunsil. I don't know why I just got Leo Collins in my head. Because uh, he Tunsil's going to get extension. his
1: extension.
0: Yeah, that's why. Um, Tunsil's going to get his first test with the Saints pass rush. Cam Jordan is a beast. Um, I like. I like the Saints.
1: All right. So week one in the NFL Monday Night double feature. So we'll have one extra one in the pit this week. It's the Broncos going to Oakland, divisional matchup at 10 ten fifteen Eastern Time. Uh, Broncos are one-point favorites on the road, basically a pick them. We'll just call it that because, um, I mean, you're not going to win by half a point.
0: So Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I like all- the Broncos
1: to go on the yeah. road. I think their pass rush is going to be too much. I think Joe Flacco can do enough to win this game against an okay Raiders team. So I'll take the Broncos on the road.
0: Yeah, same here. Vaughn Miller, good. Good guy. Pass rusher. That's all I got to say. Broncos. All right. Well,
1: there's our picks. We'll make sure to get those in the NFL segment next week. Um,
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Real quick, as we head on out of this, another Tennessee player taken to Twitter to vent. Not a good look. But that's how it is nowadays in the world we live in. So, all right, folks. Ben? Apparently. Been fun.
0: All right. That's – yes, it's been real. It's been fun. We'll have this up tomorrow, um, and then we'll be back next week. We might we, we might have some baseball again next week. This is infield fly. So.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, baseball. We
0: will return. Yeah, baseball. Woo. I mean, our teams are kind of cruising right now. so Yeah,
1: it's looking like a Cardinals-Braves matchup in the postseason. That's going to be fun. I can't that wait. That will be fun. can't yeah. wait
0: to make it to the NLCS. Huh. Jinx ourselves. We'll be back next week. Appreciate you guys joining us. This is logging off.